Blog Talk Radio. During the pandemic, my lifestyle drastically changed. My income came to a screeching halt. You have to understand, I'm a hustler. I'm a legit entrepreneur. I sell things. I come in contact with people all the time. I have to stay safe. I didn't have a choice but to trust the vaccine. And if you live the type of lifestyle that I live, you out here in these streets and you hustling, an entrepreneur like me, why not do it safely? So I want everybody to take this seriously. Take a shot at staying healthy. Get the vaccine. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. Hello to all you filth bags and something duckers that are looking for employment. We are hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. Are you able to knock on doors and demand to see people's tax returns? 
We need people who are willing to handle firearms. You need to be the government's new army. Your job will consist of number not grades of people who work as waitresses and did not report all their cash tips. Or maybe they had a yard sale and did not report income. You might need to shoot someone dead who is refusing to cooperate. Or you may have to deal with some childrens. That part is for me. You might need to enforce your will on people by any means necessary to force those 99% dolts and nincompoops to give over all their property to the 1%. If they say they voted for Trump, you kick them in the kumquats. Look, almost 75 million Americans voted for Trump. Another 12 million voted for other candidates. There is another 40 million that voted for Brandon and said something mean about him on Spybook. We need to teach those political enemies that we mean business as we turn America into a third world hellhole for all. If you vote Democrat we will be coming for you eventually, but for now we are starting our training and first order of work with bringing those right and center wing extremists to those FEMA camps that do not exist. So he wants to work for the IRS. Just go to their website and then we will put you in basic training. Once you prove to us you can handle a firearm and threaten Trump supporters hardcore enough, we will place you on those mean streets and help us confiscate property on all those fuss budgets that did not complete a perfect error-free annual taxation form. Good luck to all you applicants. And good luck all you adults and something that cares who will let us get away with it. Hello everyone. I am Broccoli Man. At night I fight for organic GMO free food. During the day I fight crime against child trafficking. Please watch my story on rumble.com. Just look up Broccoli Man and you can see my regular run-ins and follies with G-Lobalist, The Wiretap, The Millennials, and everyone else I run into. I fight communists and very pro-free speech. Just check me out. Broccoli Man. On rumble.com. Hello Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the one world government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitutional cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizerradio.com. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
right. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another great night here on Freedomizer Radio. Of course, I'm your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here on Freedomizer. I want to thank everybody for finding us tonight. Today is Thursday, so uh, we'll have our favorite comedian friend and co-host on Thursdays, Chemo, joining us. And if you out there in Radio Land have anything you want to share tonight, the number here is 319 319- Five two seven six two zero eight, and just press lucky number one on your phone, and I will make it a point to bring you into the conversation. All right, so let's go ahead and bring our our favorite gentleman in here, Kimo. Welcome in, sir. Hello. Well, thanks for coming in. A little, a little bit of a scramble tonight, but I'm here. <laughs> oh, that's all right. There was, there was just uh, demoralizing to be ready to do a show two days in a row, and I'm sitting here at 5:59 trying to log in, and it's six o'clock and 6:01 and 6:03 and 6:28 and 6:39, and I'm like, well, if it doesn't come up by 6:45, I got to get out of here. I can't sit here for three hours and keep trying to call in. Yeah, that's the message I sent you an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, but we we did well yesterday, though. Not one issue yesterday, so that's cool. Well, that's good. They said I was scrambling. I've been scrambling the last couple of days. I haven't been able to hear the show all week. I haven't been able to, you know, I barely had time for myself. <laughs> So uh, I don't know if you had a chance to to watch any news-related stuff. Did you catch any of the debate yesterday that was worthless outside of the first five minutes? Um, I've caught bits and pieces. I still haven't followed the entire replay. To, you know, I was going to do that later tonight. Well, I'm but not going to watch it. it. I think if uh, – I think all you need to do is watch Vivek's opening statement and you're fine. That that's all you needed. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Vivek uh, uh, took everybody to school last night. And it sounded very familiar of, you know, our 45th president. Right. So I'll play that. It's less than two minutes here. Swami, let me turn to you. Uh, please make your case. Why would you, uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here, and I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. It's a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020. 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. 
And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Chris, I'm going to use this time because it's actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Ross. This is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with a Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr. Ramaswamy, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is accountability. up. Let me turn That's to Governor, Governor Christie. Why you? So, yeah, they couldn't get rid of him off the stage fast enough. Yeah. As I said, he took everybody to school last night. Yeah. Yeah, he basically points everybody, kiss my ass, kiss my ass, you're cool, kiss my ass. Exactly. <laughs> However, he gave four great moderators who should have done that. They, they were right. He was right when it, you know. I think it would have been funny with Tucker Carlson and Elon Musk and uh, Joe Rogan moderating the debate. Because at least they would have answered good enough questions to, you know, really make people think. Well, why, why, well, let me ask you this. Why is it that these debates, why, and he's, he's right, though, and they don't have to have all conservatives. Why don't they have one liberal, one conservative, and one moderate at all debates? Exactly. This way it's completely <laughs> fair, and that would be all debates. However, I would like to see Greg Dutfeld to host the debates. That would be funny. Oh, I agree with that. Basically, he would turn it into, you know, the Gutfeld show, but like two hours long and have them sitting around like the his regular panel does on a nightly basis. Yeah. I think that would that'd, be a great idea. That'd be okay. But, yeah, it... You're right. It should be, you know, one conservative, one liberal, one independent, or at least one Republican, Democrat, or independent, whatever it is, moderating it, just so we get all angles and have to have people respond to everything. It's like people, candidates, candidates these days talk about accountability, accountability, accountability. Well, you know, be accountable for your actions. Um for the life of me, I'm getting a brain fart right now with uh, our current, you know, female candidate for presidency on the Republican side. Oh, Nikki Haley, or or as yeah. Vivek said yesterday, Dick Cheney in three-inch heels. <laughs> he came up with a great, you know, he also came up with a great topic about that, that um, about, you know, information being sent to China and everything else. And she's like, oh, it's a bad thing. Oh, you know, we should, you know, never let anybody send our information to China and stuff. And Vivek spoke up right there and then and goes, um, excuse me, we know for a fact your daughter uses TikTok. <laughs> and it's not Shut about her moderating up. her daughter. It's about don't don't talk about it being crap and, and, your, and your family is, is – is actively using it. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, in a weird way, that's almost the same as, you know, the Joe Biden saying that, 
you know, Hunter's a good kid. I look up to him and everything. And, you know, look at all the pictures and everything in Hunter's laptop. They're, they're, but they're happy to lose. Bitch McConnell and, and Ronna Romney. Well, that's who it is. It's Mitt Romney's daughter, Ronna McDaniel. So Ronna yeah. Romney. And they, they don't care if they lose. It's just that they're bringing in money. And then they have power. And that's true. It just goes to show when, you know, money and power and politics is done. Yeah, there's no incentive to win. Remember, with uh, with the Kerry Lake election, they took money away from Kerry Lake and gave it to Linda Murkowski uh, to fight against Sarah Palin. Yep. Because it's more that's important true. to have rhinos than it is to win your uh when your your slice of the the senate pie yeah it's just the whole you know i've said that forever you know it's like he you know he carries the most cash wins when it comes to politics and unfortunately we proved that theory and you know with our 45th president but once again, he wasn't a politician. He was a businessman. But he proved this. He proved his point. Where was it? Twelve years ago, when he was on Oprah and openly said, "He goes, I bet you, I could, you know, I could run for the Republican Party and win." Mm-hmm. So amazing how that went. So the the only problem with Ramaswamy, well, there's two problems. One is that he has no name for himself, really. He's only 38 years old. And that's no knock on him. It's like he's talking to one of us. So I get that. Uh, that's not a knock on him. It's just that that, that a part A of the conversation is we don't know him enough. We're intrigued. We want to see more. He is a very strong number two, which leads me to my second point, or B, if you will. He's only polling at about 5% right now because everybody that likes Ramaswamy thinks exactly like I do right now. He is a great second option in case Donald Trump, for whatever reason, is not there. But he is not, nobody on that stage is going to replace Trump. Not even Dick Cheney in three-inch heels. <laughs> well, I, I would almost tend to see that, um, you know, it's going to come down to the two of them no matter what's going to happen. It's realized people, you know, when it comes to the primaries and what's going on, it's like whether Trump makes, you know, if he makes it, Ramaswamy still doesn't have a chance. However, I believe it would be a smart thing to have Trump make him his vice president. Uh, but there's already, he's floating a rumor that, that said he's considering having Tucker Carlson as his vice president. Yeah, we'll see how that one goes. <laughs> Uh, I'm not knocking the idea. I just have to wrap my head around it a little bit more. 
Personally, I think his best choice would be the governor of South Dakota, Christy Nome. And uh, if Carrie Lake is available, I'd like to see her get in there. If not, maybe Rand Paul. I would put Ramaswamy best choice option. And I think either of them would probably be better than Tucker Carlson. But with that being said, that's no knock on Tucker at all. I, I like exactly where Tucker is at right now. But that would be, you know, the interesting thing if, you know, you know, I'll still say if he returns as president, that, you know, the businessman and the journalist, very interesting combination for our country. Yeah, my, my okay. question, though, is that as a journalist with Tucker Carlson, uh, would he still get the same access and be delivering the news in the same manner? And that I, I don't think would happen. Well, I'd rather have him feeding us information than him being a vice president. Yeah, and see, he would not be able to do that once, you know, if he became vice president, because you have to give up your current job to be either president or vice president. That's why Trump sent, you know, all, you know, everything, you know, business-wise from Trump, where his kids and Ivanka and, you know, It's one thing to to give up a news thing. I mean, it's really not a big deal to say, hey, I'm going to post a 30-minute thing on Twitter, um, and you don't look at it like a business. You're just doing a a, a video. There's really nothing against doing a speech. Oh, completely agreed. I mean, you know, that would be interesting to hear him. You know, to hear him beat Tucker Carlson as, you know, vice president and, you know, you know little 30-minute clips once a week. And Because technically he doesn't have a job right now. He just does Twitter or X whenever he wants to. It's not a yeah. job. There's nothing saying he can't just randomly say, I'm going to do a speaking engagement in 20 minutes. So... If if he had, like, the Tucker Carlson show where he's on at X time every X day, that would be different. And see, that's the thing is, rumor has it, Rumble wanted to do a contract with Tucker Carlson, but they haven't said anything about it. So maybe they're looking at, you know, the option of, well, if he becomes vice president, he really can't do the show, so, you know. I I don't think I don't know how serious that is to be honest. Why not? Every major player on the right has been got a contract from Rumble lately, so. No, I'm not talking about Rumble. I'm talking about Tucker Carlson being a vice president. I just don't. Oh, wow. I, I I just don't see it. But yeah, Christy Nome, Carrie Lake, that would be, you know, good choices. But once again, you know, you should take, you know, the best guy in the fight to help you fight the next line. So I think Christy Nome was equal to Ron DeSantis during COVID, except she was in South Dakota and it's not as big of a state as Florida, but she, she made a name for herself. 
and she's definitely on the short list. That that I've uh, has been confirmed. No offense, no offense to any woman out there. It's like you know, Biden took you know a diversity hire. Mm-hmm. And look at how well that's done for him. Yeah, but Christy Nome is not a diversity hire by any stretch of the imagination. I oh, I think she, if she, she was running as president. If Christy Nome was running as president and Trump was not in the in the race, she'd be she'd be ahead of DeSantis, to be honest with you. Yeah, but I think she would still be a little behind Vivek. Well you know that's Well, I told you Vivek's issue. Uh the DeSantis voters and the Nikki Haley voters, those those are all in. Vivek people yeah. if if Trump drops out right now, Vivek automatically gets at least a third of those people, if not more. And I, I'd be one of them. And see, there's a lot of people that, you know, not just to the same problem with the Republican Party. It's not like they think, you know, Trump is too old, unlike, you know, the poll recently where, you know, 71% of Democrats said Joe Biden's too old to run again, and only 23% um, of voters from the Republican side said Trump was too old to run again. But by having Vivek on the ticket, that might change the people's minds a little bit, That you know, the people, especially the people that say that Trump is too old, it's like, okay, at least he got Vivek, you know, into the vice presidency. He's tuning them up for, you know, becoming president eventually. And that might switch a lot of voters. Personally, my, if, I, if I was the dude, I, I would try to get Rand Paul. I think he's the most polished and the most ready to take a vice presidency role. But I could see Christy Nome. I could see Carrie Lake. Ramaswamy might be a project, in my opinion, but he's definitely worth something. Well, I would but say Christy my Lake. First choice. Christy Lake, definitely, for what she's done for her state. Well, exactly. Christy Nome's done the Lake. same thing. Carrie or, Lake. Uh, Carrie Lake. As I said, a little bit of brain fade tonight. Um, yeah, I know. But like I said, you know, Carrie Lake or Christy Nome, either one of them, you know, have done great things for their states. So that would be an interesting ticket to see Trump in either one of them. Right. So, But it's such a tough choice of mismatch because, you know, just like last time when, you know, he announced kind of late about Mike Pence. I don't think he wanted he Mike Pence. Time. I think they, I think Reince Priebus, who was the head of the Republican Party at the time, Party told him that's what he was getting. Yeah. yeah. But Vivek even said, look, this is Trump's party right now. If Trump wanted Ronna McDaniel gone, he can, he has the power to make that happen. Uh, pretty much. Because if you get a combination of of people like Trump or or Ramaswamy who are funding their own campaigns, and I mean, you could donate to them, but they're not actively out there 
soliciting funds from Raytheon and and uh, and uh, and uh, all these defense contractors. They're just running their own campaigns, funded ninety nine percent by themselves with other donors. Yeah. So Trump doesn't need Ronald McDaniel. Nope. And like a couple other people were saying on, you know, one other network last night that, that uh, you know, the same thing that Vivek almost, want, you know, Vivek was saying was, you know, the Republican Party's getting long in the tooth. They need new blood. Yeah. And if that means swapping out, you know, you know, your RNC chairman for someone newer and more innovative than, but still has Republican beliefs, by all means, you know, tip the scales. Well, I wouldn't mind seeing a Ted Cruz take over as the Senate majority or the Republican side of the Senate, at least, whether it's the minority or the majority. No, I agree. Ted Cruz would be great at that. I don't like Ted Cruz so much for president, but he, he could be the head of the Senate. Yeah. Unless you put Senator Kennedy in there from Louisiana, that'd be nice. Oh, I was going to say a bad joke, and I left that well enough alone. All right. So <laughs> speaking of Louisiana, we have uh, we have our favorite gentleman from Louisiana that wants to join in. Uh, Bianchi? Uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll open your mic up right now. Hey. Well, I don't think we're gonna give up Kennedy to that position. But I tell you what, <clears throat> I disagree about making things fair. All the hosts can be conservative. Let them be conservative. You never hear liberals talking about. Well, let's make it fair. Hell no. That's compromising. Let them all be conservative. No, I'm not talking about just for the Republican debates. I'm talking about all debates should be that way. I'm it's not about, about all being fair. Uh, well, maybe it is. It's just about being equal, and I, I'm okay with that if it's for every single debate. We, well, we should, then I got what, we, we, what we need to have, Pianchi, is we need to be grabbing people who are not generally on our side that could be swayed into listening to us. We don't want to have our own eco chambers. And what we don't want got is another, three people against us. I got another just suggestion. There should be one, one Supreme Court judge from each state to represent that state, 50 of them, and come up with a way to break a tie. That way, presidents don't have to be coming up with these analogies about creating and building and stocking the courts. The heck with that. Another point. That's what the Senate was times. originally supposed to be for, I thought. The Senate needs to go back to before Amendment 17, where the legislatures choose their senator. And another point, states should pay the salaries of their right. U.S. congressmen and their U.S. senators. Right. I, I know you brought that up quite a number of times. Yeah, it's more transparency. And the state can control that. Uh, control that uh, representative more so than what's going on now. Once they get up to Washington, you have no and make them make them have the same pension that the state 
officials have. So I don't know if you watched any of the debate stuff after we got off the air yesterday, but was Tim Scott even relevant? I didn't hear his name one time. I tried looking on Twitter for stuff of his, and I didn't see anything. It's like he was there for the well, ride. I think, I think he's being ignored. But I think that they need to bring forth more black conservatives because there's a lot of them out there that don't say anything until they get into the polling booth. I don't, I, I don't like or dislike Tim Scott. I, I think that I don't necessarily want to look at him as a token per se, but he's Tim Scott kind of put himself in that position too because he his persona <laughs> – is he's trying to be nice to everybody, and he uh, he's too nice. He, he doesn't pick a side. That's the thing. He's on the side of well, whatever everybody gets along with, and in he's politics, too nice. it's it's okay to be that way, but you got to pick a side. You got to be firm. It needs to be like Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon Johnson used to beat you up physically, take you in the room, close the door. Beat you up. We had a point now that this compromising, the shaking hand, high five, kumbala, that's gone. gone. We had a critical and point. I, and, uh, look, I, I, that's why I like what the debate did yesterday. He wasn't there to make friends. You're right. Look what uh, look what progressives done in Ohio because people wouldn't come out. There's over a hundred thousand. Convention of state members in Ohio. I don't even think they came out. And do these people know what they're voting for, where a nine-year-old, anything, a child under 12 can get an abortion without consent of the parents? And that bill, they worded, it, they worded it terrible on purpose so it would pass. Well, you know, Proof, I think that it passed because of ignorance. I agree. And people well, were responding It's a two-headed to, monster. It's ignorance on one side. And it was poorly written so that the average person wouldn't question it. You would you would just see it, and you're like, "Huh? All right, I'll yeah, go for it." Yeah, and the people that was out there walking up and down the food line, the store lines, and when they presented, when they when they uh, uh, when they came in contact with a potential petition signer, they only said certain words: "Should a woman have control of her body?" Right. So that's where we are. We in a, we in a very critical position. And I tell you, one of the main things that was that has enabled this is that they, our children are being educated by somebody else, and, and people are letting that happen. You never give that up. Well, when we're allowed to have critical race theory and uh, and gender queer in the schools, so that, that's what you're going to get. Well, especially you're absolutely right. Especially the gender queer. I don't care if women have abortions, but I'm saying that they need to keep their hands off the kids. A child is a I child. Just, uh, and I said this yeah. yesterday. I am so tired of race and abortion being the the two driving factors of voting. Well, that's what they're going to use because they they get well, a works. lot of mileage out of it. It works. 100%, they get a lot of mileage so out of it. I, I know it works. So until you have, until you have uh, some loud black voices 
that's going to stand up and say, look, you ain't going to play that card here. Stick to the facts. Stick to the issues. They're going to continue to use it over and over again because, it, like you say, it works for them. See, and I and I, I think Ron DeSantis, personally, I still like the guy. He just He just has the wrong people helping him. But Ron DeSantis, he's not really that mean, but he's firm with what he says. I I like how he delivers his message. I just wish Tim Scott was more like that. I don't care for Rand Paul myself. You don't like Rand Paul? Is he the one that got beat up in the yard by his neighbor? (laughs) I don't care too much for Rand Paul. But he's better than a lot of others. He's better than a lot of Pardon me? No, I was asking our co-host here if he had some thoughts here. Oh, just thinking about what, you know, you said earlier about, you know, there are, you know, there are very few, you know, African-American conservatives that, you know, are a voice in the wilderness, like the Hodge twins and, you know, Officer Tatum and, you know. It's just too bad Larry Elder could not get any traction whatsoever. Yeah. But there's, you know, there need to be more African-American voices crying out in the wilderness going enough with this Democrat BS. It's like, think smart. Right. I just, if Tim Scott had any traction at all, I think he'd be considered for a vice president, but he's, he's, he's not making a name for himself. He just don't have that thump, that uh, you ask me. He's a nice guy, but you can't be nice that, a guy when you're dealing with these vicious wolves. You can't be. Look at right. that casino issue that went on in, in North Carolina. You had a man, I had a black man said he wasn't going to support it because there was a Jew behind it. Okay. So Kathy Hughes put him off the radio. Then she turns around, so I understand, and may mention that any blacks that don't support this casino are house Negroes. No, he said they're house niggers and field niggers. That's what mm. she said. It was written in yeah. the paper. Well, that's just like that, that Kentucky, the governor – the guy that was running for governor, they ran ads on TV and the radio using the name Uncle Tom. Yeah, how does I that, saw that. How is that acceptable? <clears throat> well, how do you on, put on people. national TV or at least the, the statewide TV, don't vote for this guy because he's an Uncle Tom? How do you get away with that with the FCC not coming down and saying that that's offensive? Come on, an old white man became president because he sat there and said, if you ain't voting for me, you ain't black. No, I get that. But yeah, you and can't be. And why come that don't it, go against community standards? And like it, I like it does on social media. No, I'm just that's offended by say. that, that's all. They don't play by the rules. They come up right. with new definition and new words. And we have to and conservatives need to do the same thing. Conservatives focus should be kick butt. Kick butt and whoop upside the head. 
And that, that's why they don't like Trump, because Trump knows that. And I think DeSantis knows that, too, to a point. He just screwed himself with, uh, with the way that him and Trump are having issues. But Nikki Haley, she's, she's just uh, a warmonger. I won't support her any, any whatsoever. Not quiet. Right. Am I alone? That's no, where the I'm, money's at. Being a oh, warmonger yeah. is where the money's at with Raytheon and the others. Yes. That's where the money the, at. Where, these the, bombs they called her out on that yesterday. I, I was happy about that. And then she, she called them scum because she got called out. That's why I don't think she would be a really, you know, a solid fit for Trump to be his vice president. I don't even think that's a consideration. I just, I just, I had a lot of hopes for Tim Scott. He, ah, that annoys me. That's the thing is. Very few politicians anymore, like throughout throughout the Republican debates and stuff, really stick to their guns and stick to their ground. Well, Chris Christie's sticking to his guns. He's there for one purpose, but he's trying. He's not winning any friends, but he's trying. This whole practice of voting for people because of the color of their skin is ludicrous. Look what's going on in your airline industry now. With their affirmative action programs, you got planes down there running at each other. Uh, for the most part, yeah, because that was one of the dumb things I thought was, you know, the airlines were deciding on diversity hires for pilots, and it's like, shouldn't we have the best pilots no matter what their race is? Flying, the, you know, flying commercial airlines and not just, you know, oh, a fresh faced pilot just out of the Air Force, you know, just because he's black, let him fly a jumbo jet. He may have been a great fighter pilot, but, you know, it's a different animal flying a commercial airliner. Yeah, or we we need more lesbian women who are black, so let's get Shaniqua in here. That might be interesting. <laughs> well, it's just not the pilot. It's the controllers. That's one of the most stressful jobs on the planet. The air traffic controllers. I remember that strike with Reagan in the 80s. Their job is to prevent planes from running into each other. Not to prevent them from running into the ground, but running Mm -hmm. into each other. And you've had some cases here, some near misses here that was unheard of in the past. The United States has been known for having the most safest and efficient Airspace in the world. Yet, traffic controllers were just up there with dentists on, you know, a poll a few years ago on, you know, who consumes more alcohol and who, uh, the higher suicide rate. These, you know, nobody thought an air traffic controller's job would be that stressful, but then, you know, when you find out they're one of the top five professions with a high suicide rate, it's, you know, you got to think about that a second. 
you guys, uh, I'm letting my uh, my Tuesday co-host call in because we were down for a couple of days, and I wanted to I wanted to let her come in and say hello again. So, Adrian from Florida, uh, welcome in. It's uh, it's weird having you on a different night, but welcome in. Hey guys, hey Proof, it's good to be here. How are hey, you Adrian. doing? Good on yourself. I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, you haven't met each other. Adrian's my Tuesday co-host, and Chemo's my new Thursday night guy. And of I course, El Pianti, I think. Okay, you said Chemo. Yes. Where are you from? Um, originally California. And then I spent okay. many, many, many years in Vegas, and currently I live on a mountaintop in Colorado. Yeah, okay. Kimo and I met. Kimo and I met at least uh, more, way over 25 years ago. We used to travel as stand-up comics together. Oh, nice! That's cool. Where all did you guys go? Uh, any place that wanted us, basically. Some of the funner so, shows were definitely like 29 Palms and. You know, doing the Denver tours and all the Colorado tours and stuff. And and I used to run a small chain of comedy clubs, actually. Oh, that's really cool. You said 29 Palms, like like the military California. base? Or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, one of the clubs we performed at. And bombs was just on the outskirts of the military base, so a lot of military people showed up and supported us. So that was really fun. What kind of genre of comedy were you guys in? Uh, I'll let you handle that, Chemo, because I, I forget what. I, I know I did a bunch of crazy stuff, but I, I don't know how to describe myself. Proof was an, was exceptionally funny for being a clean comic because he never really swore on stage. And, you know, I was – back in the day in Vegas, I was part of the dirty half dozen in Las Vegas that, you know, had a mouth on me for a while. <laughs> I had to keep it very timid and tame on the radio show. Very timid and tame. That's funny. Double T's. <laughs> So uh, we were discussing uh, for a little bit here about the not just the debate yesterday, but uh, about the Republican Party in general. And I, I don't know what, what you've been hearing lately, because I know you've been doing some conferences lately, Adrian. Well, I haven't got to watch the debate yet, but I did hear that uh, Vivek did good did well yeah at this point for the most part if you if you like trump vivek won the debate if you don't like trump nikki haley won the debate it's it's between those two right now (laughs) okay okay yeah yeah depending on where you read that that's the that that's the perception I did see clips of uh, the second debate, I think, where 
Chris Christie was, I think he called Vivek an amateur or something like that. I'm not really sure. Something yeah. like that. But I was just like, wow. Um, that is something that Chris Christie would say. Um, I was actually surprised when I was doing a little bit of polling uh, a bit ago, you know, that a couple people are actually. I didn't know Chris Christie had any fans, really. I mean, it's not a lot, but still, I'm like, really? Like, well, you know, he does have fans, basically Krispy Kreme, McDonald's, Denny's, uh, <laughs> Panda I'm Express. Sure Dunkin' Donuts uh, is in there, too. Oh, yeah. We can pick five major donut companies and say they're all for Chris Christie. Well, between that and you have fake news. So you have – there's a lot of people that are sending Chris Christie like 20 bucks because – uh, it's about the number of donations, not necessarily the money. The money is good, but you have to have X amount of donors. And so there are Democrats that are are buying him basically to keep him in the race. <laughs> well, that's what it is. I mean, it's the truth. Interesting. Yeah, I actually learned recently, you guys, that sometimes candidates will literally, like, mortgage off their houses when they're running for Congress. Like, they will refinance them and mortgage them off, you know, to, like, raise more funds to keep their race going. Yeah. And if they lose, I mean, they obviously lose their house. So I thought that was crazy. I was like, wow, they're, like, mortgaging their, like, X amount of large money houses off. Well, they play for keeps. Yeah, I was just surprised. I was like, "Wow!" Like, you know, it's like kind of a gamble there because if you don't, if you're not guaranteed to win. If you don't win, yeah, but if you win, then then you get that lobby money <clears throat> and that Congress pay for life. Yeah, I uh, thought it was interesting. Who do you guys have good in like your state? Like your your good Congress people. Do you have any good ones? Like good apples? I must no, be talking to you, Timo. Well, even in Colorado, even our Republicans, you know, are a little little bit of hot water, you know being a little touchy-feely during, you know, a kid's performance, but. Oh, really? Like, they're like pedos, or they're like rhinos, or both? No, 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 no. Um, once again, in a brain fog, I've been the, the last couple of days running aimlessly. Um, one second. So, for us, we we don't have any strong people here. We have a Republican governor, but he's a little bit better than a squish. His a best friend was the guy that he beat in the as the Democrat for the governor, Governor Shitzak. Those two are like best friends. I'm not even making that up for real. They're they've known each other before politics. Do you guys talk you got things? You got these red states that's right. voting for Democratic governors. That's a failure. Well, unfortunately, in Colorado, 
you know, most of the state is actually a red state, but because of major cities like Colorado Springs, Denver, Boulder, uh, Fort Collins, you know, all the college states or all the college cities and stuff throughout Colorado, they all vote deep blue. And, and, that all, and, uh, and uh, that changed when Colorado became the first state to allow marijuana. And yeah. so all the, all the potheads moved from California to Colorado. Well, that's what it is. I mean, so chemo, I'm not that? lying, am I? No, you're not. Because a lot of people from, you know, blue states all came to Colorado once, you know, marijuana became legal. That's why it's hard to find an apartment or a house anywhere in the state. And if you do, it's a fortune. But to answer your question earlier about uh, which, you know, represent, it was one of our representatives, Lauren Bobert. That's true. And, yeah, Lauren Bobert was at, uh, you know, a community center place, so to speak, it wasn't anything major. It was, you know, it was basically teenage kids performing on stage, and her and her boyfriend were playing, you know, touchy-feely, you know, in, you know, dead to everybody around there, and she actually got kicked out for it. We had Lauren Bobert on the show while she was running for the first time around in Congress, actually. And don't get me wrong. She was just a bar owner. Just she made a public mistake that you know is going to cost her a little bit. What did she do? Basically, she was grabbing her boyfriend's junk while their while the performance of a play was going on, and a lot of people saw it and complained. And literally, the ushers had to escort them both of them out of the. The venue, you know, because yeah, of that. I think the correct term on that chemo is genitalia. Yes, genitalia. <laughs> I was going to save that for a little later in the show, but yes. <laughs> oh. Well, I got you. Wow, and she got caught on camera? Yeah. Uh, yes, they, she got caught on camera. <laughs> Wow, that's very embarrassing. I mean, you would think that, you know, Democrats would be the ones doing stuff like that, and she was actually the one that, granted, it was her boyfriend. They were out on a date. They had already, you know, had drinks and dinner, and they went to the play, and they were both feeling it for each other at the time, and they let, you know, their physical emotions get the best of them a little bit. Uh, there's worse things people could do, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, you know, when I want to condemn people, if people are just doing stuff to each other, that that I mean, it's just embarrassing. It's not. It's not like any of them stole money or or embezzled funds or or anything like that. I guess I I look at things a little differently. I guess there was really you know, no. There was no. There was no victim here. You know, constantly sniffing little girls, you know, things like that. 
Well, that shouldn't be done right out in public. It should be places for that. It's like that idiot teacher that took his class to a strip club down in Florida. Wasn't that in Florida? No, well, I, I guess that's different, though, because that, that's uh, Bo Burton and the, and the boyfriend. I look at that as consenting adults. You don't take children to a strip yeah, club. Yeah, I feel like it's different. I, I didn't hear well, anything about it. Well, consenting adults. I mean, that's just inappropriate. Yeah, they shouldn't do that in public. You know, when I go in the... In the oh, I didn't, like, I I didn't say to, they should. I just said it's, it's, not, yeah. it's not a career ender to me is what I was saying. It's just well, it inappropriate. where you are. When I go through Cairo Airport and I'm standing at the kiosk to get my passport with visa check, there's a big sign on the back wall telling you things that you're not supposed to do in their society. And that's one, showing affection of that nature that gets you a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even that I've noticed, you know, ever since, basically ever since the bug in 2020, you know, when everybody had to wear scams on their face, you know, just to fly. But even now that we don't have scams and stuff anymore on flights, it's, you know, all of a sudden couples, you know, regular consenting couples still don't, you know, barely even speak to each other on flights. Oh, wait, what was that? You said regular couples barely even speak to each other on flights. Is that what you said? Yeah. I've yeah, noticed people that, you don't know, talk to each other anymore. It's uh, the, the, the phones have taken that away. I think that a lot of people, like, settle, too, and there's, like, that's interesting that you said that it caught my attention. Like, I, like specifically because I think that a lot of people – I think they just settle, and if they don't really try to find, like, their person, they just kind of settle and just coexist and, like, live not fulfilled with, like, their partner. Like, that's interesting you said that. Well, that might be possible, I guess, but in this day and age, uh, it's a lot harder to find people because how do you date when you don't even know what somebody's pronoun is? <laughs> I mean, they are getting pretty slick with it, Proof. I'm not going to lie, you know. I mean, I don't know. I heard that Kevin Gates actually got got by a, uh, tr- a, a trans person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they're getting pretty good at the whole transition, like, men to women, like, kind of tripping people up, and then the women to men transition, I guess. Well, we do have Michael Robertson Obama. He is a nice lady. You know, Chaz Bono is a great guy. Is he still around? <laughs> I don't know. That's just still funny to me that, you know. I haven't heard you know, that name in forever. <laughs> uh, that, you know, everybody has their 15 minutes of fame and then 
you know, they fade away after a while. And... Well, I'll tell you who's who's hip on his 15 minutes of fame right now, and he's just like Loverboy, he's loving every minute of it. Uh, that is that Erdogan guy, uh, the judge in New York. That dude is is all over his 15 minutes of fame. Did you see the the pictures that his wife is sending out on on Twitter? I still call uh, it Twitter. I'm not calling it X. I don't even have a Twitter or even an X account. Well, he, this is even on the Gateway Pundit. His wife is is sending is putting pictures up on her on her social media like fuck Trump and all that stuff. That would be considered a mistrial. Oh, most definitely, but... And he's showing naked pictures of himself with where he's pixeling out his, uh, his kumquats and his ice cream cone. And that's the yeah, judge. All of that. Yeah. Well, he's he's using every minute of his of his fifteen minutes. Hang Let me see if second. I can find that real quick. Well, while you're doing that. Um, oh, uh, Jill Stein said she's running as a libertarian again. Here, I sent you a picture of what Chaz Bono looks like now. Oh, no. Do I really want this? Oh, it looks uh, like Zelensky. Yes. <laughs> Is that a Photoshop? No, that's actually, that was off her, his, her Wikipedia page. It look, looks like a, a Zelensky that gained like 40 pounds. Yeah. I'm still I was looking a little here. shocked when I saw that. It's like, I'm upset because, you know, she grows a better beard than I do. Hmm. Oh, here we go. I'll, uh, let me share this to, uh, let me share this to those that I have spy book accounts with. That's just one of them. The other one I didn't uh, – let me see if I could find the – oh, here it is. I got the other one coming. Hold on. Yeah, so Dawn Marie uh, Engelron, she is uh, is definitely a, a TDS leftist. And uh, and she's out there posting all these these anti-Trump stuff, which uh, you're not really allowed to do during a court case. Not as the judge, nor the judge's wife. Yeah, for being in the gym, that is one ugly body. Uh, just because you're in the gym doesn't mean you're using the what the the equipment. Uh, their body looks like an alien. 
Sorry, Pianchi, I don't have your Facebook, so I, I couldn't send it to you. Oh, Pianchi's not even here. Okay. Um, he was on here. Yeah, I know. He dropped. Well, thank you, Pianchi. So I, I'm wondering if anybody's going to say anything about this or... Are they just going to be able to say Trump is guilty Ew. and then this comes back in appeals? I feel like that's where Ew. it's going to go. These people are sick. Well, we all know Ew. that. If he sent me that, I would literally have nightmares. Well, that's why I said the, this guy thinks it, he knows he's on his 15 minutes of fame. Nobody's going to know who he is next year. So he's rolling with it now. He thought you know, that was attractive. Did you notice yeah. his torso looks like a, a smirking face? Oh, I didn't look at it that hard. Oh, that's funny. I can't look yeah. at it any longer. I can't look at it anymore. His weird sternum is his nose, and then it, for what yeah. is trying to get six pack, it looks like a smirk. Right, and it looks like some dimples there right under his nipples. Yes. Oh, that's, wow. I wasn't even trying to look like that. I, that's why I was, that's why I was so quiet after you sent me the picture. I was like kind of stunned. It was like, that body looks so alien as it is. And then all of a sudden I saw the face right there in his torso, you know, their torso. And it kind of creeped me out a little bit. <laughs> so... I don't. I don't know necessarily that Congress can do anything to stop this. They could shut down Jack Smith's money, but this has nothing to do with Jack Smith. This is a New York State thing. So, the, who's going to oversee the judge other than the appeals court? There's well, nobody that could call this a mistrial now, is there? There's a process. Um, I heard Trump's attorney this morning. And after they do closing arguments for the prosecution before the defense starts, the defense wants to have a decision now Mm -hmm. to try to prove that they have no case. Because a lot of people are saying they have not proven their case in court. It's been a lot of hoopla and babbling and, you know, but they really haven't proven any wrongdoing from Trump. It's just, it's a show trial, bottom line. Well, just because you hate somebody doesn't mean they're guilty for whatever it is you feel like bringing out. But like we said, they've tried doing this to Trump for six years now. Right, and and the, the and the statute of limitations ran out. They and the the Ergoron said, "I don't care if the limitations ran out. I want the case anyway." And all his financial handlings are handled through Deutsche Bank. Okay, a Deutsche Bank has got a lot of lawyers that can back this up, and honestly. What, okay, example, um, 
Sam, you know, they said that, you know, that's not accurate, so don't quote me on this, um, you know, but it's an example. Um, say Mar-a-Lago is worth $20 million, okay? Mm-hmm. He files that paperwork through Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank goes, wait, we have to assess how much it's worth, and then Deutsche Bank sends their, their assayers out and looks over it, and then, well, you know, he goes, well, this might be worth a little more. It might be worth $25 million. So they go ahead and put that on the boards. That's also what they're complaining about, is that he's lying about his holdings, and everything is registered and listed through Deutsche Bank. So it's not he's lying. You know, they've got proof he's not lying. So uh so, but they're not subpoenaing Deutsche Bank at this time, as far as I know. No, they're not. But so, however, Ivanka was good on uh, you know Ivanka was good on the stand yesterday, so she was very. So all I know is how can a judge decide that an, an empty lot, not touching any water across the street, is worth two hundred million, but Trump's Mar-a-Lago that touches two different sides of water and is much bigger than the empty lot, and plus it has a mansion on it, is only worth 20. So that that's only worth a tenth of an empty lot that is much yeah. smaller. And see, they have to use, you know, they have to use all that paperwork that, that, that they've been handed mm-hmm. by Deutsche Bank, because that's, you know, evidence. But the, the, the big question, I guess, is that if the bank got ripped off, then they would be in there trying to get their money back. But if the bank is happy and said they'd be happy to do the same transaction over again, and Trump is happy, and everybody got paid, then where's the issue? Exactly. Hence, once again, it's just... The Attorney General, yourself, Leticia, you know, yes. has always hated Trump. And this is her way of sticking and trying to stick it to him. And she's a proud Democrat as it is. And by her, them having her do that, you know, it tries to, you know, paint Trump in, you know, in even worse light. And if anything, they're painting him in a better light. But they don't see that. No, it's just if you don't have a case, uh, I just don't see how you could try to pull something out of your tuchus like this. Anything because orange man bad. We all know this. But I think we as a society, well, I hope we as a society – are are past this. If you don't like the guy, if you want to find something that he did uh, illegal, uh, the time to do that is before the statute of limitations runs out. If you're still trying three years after he is out of office and you still don't have anything and you're hanging on to stuff that passed its statute of limitations, give it up already. You look desperate. Hence why the Democratic Party looks so desperate right now. 
Right. They are so desperate not to have Trump run. They will do anything they can to prevent him from running again for president. So, you know, old yo creepy Joe has a better chance. That's just amazing. It's almost at the point where, uh, and I don't know how believable this rumor is, <laughs> but Brandon's considering starting a war, not not because of of what's going on on the outside, but his poll numbers are down, and he wants to maintain office and and make sure Trump doesn't get in that way. That that's how desperate you know, they are heard. to not have Trump. That they they'd be willing to start World War Three and and Bible prophecy so that they don't have Trump as a president. I don't know if I believe well, I it, but the rumors doing out that there. anyway. I think they've been doing that, that fake into uh, the world, like Bible prophecy where Christians that aren't very informed or, you know, in tune, they think that it's like, I mean, you know, we are living in the end of times, but they think it's the end, the end of times, you know, and they're like deceived on like all the different doctrine, you know, it's like the rapture and stuff, but yeah, but the the thing is, Adrian, whether we believe it or not, they they believe that they have the power to create that. Oh yeah, so, have you ever heard about Project Blue Beam? Of course. Are you tracking on that, Timon? Um, no, I haven't spoken on that. I need, you know. No, I'm not a subject matter expert on Project Blue Beam, but we've talked about it a, a, a few times here. Yeah. Very interesting. I think that they could use techno- technology and like projects like that, like for a fake alien invasion or to yeah, quote, a fake, fake alien a invasion with some raptors. AI. Then they they can they can do that. And, you know, there was there was a rumored report that said the aliens were going to land in six weeks so that, you know, anything's possible with that. It's almost like watching movies where disasters happen, and it's almost a prequel to real life. It's like, you know, a few years down the line, all of a sudden what they predicted in a movie actually happened in real life. Yeah, that's why Attack of the Killer Tomatoes was such a good movie. Yep. Now, don't let me don't let me get started on uh, on make, making people scared of of heirlooms. Oh yeah. No, I, I actually I want to hear about this. What are you talking about? Yeah, there was a a cheesy horror movie, if you will, uh, in I think 1978 ish called Attack of the Killer yeah. Tomatoes. 1978. And uh, and if you remember, there was, uh, Adrian won't remember, but back about 20-ish years ago, there was a reality dating show where you were dating a, a, a secret millionaire of some kind, and he was the, he was the prize, the, the, the director. I don't know the name of the dating movie. I just pulled that out of my butt. But see, once again, I look at the media anymore, and, you know, like you said before, you really shouldn't blame the media. However, there was a movie back in the day with Dustin Hoffman and a whole cast of characters, a lot of major actors, called Wag the Dog. Yeah, of course. And I pretty much look at 
you know, modern-day media exactly the same way. Even though, you know, Alex Jones said the wrong words, but he was right. For which one? I mean, that got enough hot water, but that's only because he didn't say allegedly or anything else. He mistakenly, openly said, you know, what he thought about, you know, Sandy Hook. Oh, I just think it's, uh, I don't know whether to laugh or, or just say how stupid it is that they're trying to sue him for $2.75 trillion. Like he has more money than every globalist combined. Yeah, he, uh, he has more money than the gross domestic product of India. Oh, let me bring this up. <laughs> Speaking of hot water, did you guys see that people are complaining about Mr. Beast? They've been complaining about him for years. What about now? Adrian, are you familiar with this story? I think we still have Adrian. Anyway, uh, Mr. Beast wanted to do a solid, and he is uh, creating over 100 wells in Africa so that over a half a million people in in remote villages can get fresh water to live on. And wow. there are people that are big mad at him. Like this is the worst thing he's that anybody could ever conceive. Who's criticizing him? Uh, a lot of the left. Well, naturally, because he's doing good for other people with, you know, with what money he's made on the Internet. Uh, no, it's because he's white. So only black people can do <laughs> Well, you think I'm joking? Here you go. No, they're serious. They're calling him a race traitor because he's uh, he's helping African people. But no, you don't see you don't see Jay Z out there putting these water the, this water in there. Hell, you don't see Nancy Pelosi doing it. You know, you know. You don't see Oprah doing it. You don't, you know, yeah, I agree. It's, you know, it's dumb. Oh, you know, but all those uh, people, you know, Oprah and those people, they want to ironically help build back Hawaii after it. Yeah, with her money, if, if you down. don't donate, she's not going to donate. If if the goal is to raise, uh, say, a million dollars and they're at 989522 uh, she'll put the rest of the, the $1,478 in there. But other than that, don't ask her for a penny. Especially when she's trying, especially, you know, in Maui, she's currently trying to buy people's properties that have been damaged by the fires for, like, pennies on the dollar. Right. And then she claims she's helping the people of Maui. How? To build condos that no that people in Maui can't afford on the properties they once owned. Yep. 
all that affordable housing quote is going up all over the states. They're buying entire communities in Florida. They're doing it in Tennessee. They're putting apartment complexes in very weird places in Tennessee, like in urban, right in the middle of shopping areas. Like, that's exactly what they want. Hell, Denver did that a few years ago when, you know, one of the most popular places in Denver, Colorado, is called the 16th Street Mall. And, you know, there's a lot of great shops and stuff on 16th Street and stuff. I'm not complaining about that at all. But near that area was a lot of, you know, former dilapidated buildings that had been run down and, you know, people that could barely afford to live there were living there and everything else, and they decided to tear it all down and build million-dollar condos right there on the outskirts of 16th Street Mall that, once again, people couldn't, you know, people that lived in those buildings to begin with couldn't afford, you know, a third of the rent, not even a tenth of the rent of what they're going for now. However, they are having homeless people living in the area, so, you know, it's a trade-off kind of Mm -hmm. karma. That's like in places in, you know, San Francisco, you know, in Maine, San Francisco, and, you know, places like Los Angeles, they're doing the same things, too. And then Governor Newsom complains about the homeless problem. And it's like, well, you've caused the homeless problem. How are you going to fix it? Their solution, finding um, the, uh, they're like mini sheds that actually look like little studio apartments. No, the she sheds. Yeah, and they're planning on creating thousands of she sheds for homeless people. Yeah, the tiny houses, right. Yep. But it it just gets me, though, how, and I don't care. uh, There are people on Twitter that says he's just using it to sell ads in his videos. But he he put the money in. If you you go to any rich black person and tell them you want a wealth, uh, how many of them have done that so far? I saw Akon put in a few, the rapper from last decade. Prop yeah, down, yeah I but... thought he was, he was supposed to be lighting up Africa, proof. He was supposed to be apparently lighting up the whole country. Like, it was like Akon, light up Africa, hashtag, I don't know. Well, it wasn't like Akon was just still making hits, though. So he probably got as far as he could. I'm sure he meant well. He did a great job. Some good music, though. We have to, we have to give him props. Oh, I'm not denying his music. I'm saying, if you look at the charts, this in the 2020s, he's not there. Yeah, he had his time. He still got some solid bangers. You know, you got to throw an Akon album on every once in a while. But, but other than that, who do you see? uh, Until I see Oprah, or. Uh, LeBron James or, or somebody of that nature that has a decent amount of money that wants to help uh, with the water situation in, in African countries, stop hating on this guy. He could have he spent this money on himself, and nobody would have cared. 
but the fact that he wants to go out there, and I don't care that he's showing up black people. It, there was a need for water, and he helped. Props to him. He didn't have to do it. And if people want to help him pay for it, then they could do so. If not, then it's his money. And it's just weird because the liberals always talk about the rich people need to do stuff with their money, but then when the rich people do stuff with their money, they complain about it and they're upset. Yeah, right. that, that's my point. And I don't even like Mr. Beast like that. I'm just seeing a guy trying to do something and then they call him out for it. I mean, I like his videos, you know, once in a while on, you know, YouTube. I sit there to watch his videos and, you know, a lot of people apparently do because how many, you know, millions of followers he has. And, you know, just like YouTube, you know, you can send money, you know, so he makes like millions just on one video alone. And I agree. It's like if he wants to spend that extra millions to, you know, build, you know, dig wells for people to have fresh water in Africa and stuff, I say go for it. I can't even believe we're having this discussion. I I just can't believe anybody in their right mind would be offended by that. I yeah, guess maybe if he, if he would have if he would have came out and, and put a a hundred million dollars into an abortion center in Cameroon, they'd have been all over it. The fact that it's helping people and not hurting people that that, that that's a difference maker. I mean, looking at it from a Colorado perspective. Right, because a lot of property in Colorado doesn't have, you know, resources to city water, city sewer, stuff like that. So you actually have to dig your wells. Yeah. And on average, to dig a well just in Colorado alone is $15,000 just for one well. So, you know, to Mr. to Mr. Beast putting out that much money, you know, just for, you know, so few wells, that really are going to help hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, I don't see how people are going to be complaining about that. Well, he, the, but the thing is, I guess, and uh, you could take this at the end of it, he's not doing it for the haters in the United States that are mad at his skin color. He's doing it for the people there that need water. So he's there for the right reasons. Exactly. Honestly, I'd like to contact Mr. Beast because it's at all possible to get in contact with him. I imagine it's very difficult. Um, but they could use some of those wells in Uganda. I don't know what countries he's doing after the list that he that he put in that. But um, like I said, Jay Z isn't exactly out there hooking anybody up. Can't say anything about Kanye because he's literally building houses for homeless people, so. Yeah, that's true. But once again, you know, it's whether, you know, whether Kanye's building houses, you know, home, you know, for homeless people in the United States, 
you know, okay, Mr. Beast is going overseas to, you know, to build wells for people, you know, underprivileged that need water. It's like, what did, you know, would you rather have him doing it in Detroit? <laughs> well, I don't know. Flint, Michigan could use some new water. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, it's the start of the second half of the show here, and we haven't done Mr. Broccoli yet, so I want to hook that up. Are, are you watching this time, Adrian? Yeah, whenever you're ready. All right, I gave you guys the link, so let me know when you have it hooked up, and I'll get started. Give me one second. Is it loading? Come on, load already. All right, good to go. All right, you ready, Adrian? Yeah, whenever you guys are ready, I'm good. All right. All right, I'll count down. And if anybody can hook me up on a comment, it's been months since I had a comment, I think, on one of my videos. All right, let me go ahead and do my thing here. So this is called Still Scamming, featuring the wiretap. One, action. May I have just a large chai tea, please? How dare you come in here without wearing at least one scam on your face? This is a business, sir, and we are liberals. No thank you. I am not into your propaganda. I just want a chai tea and take to go. Hold it right there, green dude. How dare you come in here without the bloody scam on that face? Please get this Trump support to the FME store. US comes in here you buy snitch. Please. It's 2024 already. Why are you still playing with scams? You need to support the Democrat Party sir. Not wearing a scam means you're not supporting Brandon and Michael Robinson Obama. Michael Robinson Obama is a very nice lady. In these parts we do as we are told by G. Globalist, you need to read Karl Marx, sir. He is the greatest financial guru of all time. Now come with me to the FEMA camp that does not exist. Karl Marx and communism has not worked in any one country yet. North Korea, Cuba, Venezuela, Soviet Union. It has never worked. When the 1% rule over a dumpster fire over the 99%, it is an epic fail. When you fail the people, you fail the country. That's where you are wrong, sir. It works splendidly for the 1% like us, when we can remove the 99% from their utter existence. It is a huge win for us. We need to eradicate these dolts and fuss budgets from this earth so we can maintain our crime syndicate. If a million fools in Los Angeles cannot afford to eat this week, that is a great thing sir because thems will pay off and we do not have to pay their universal basic income. Hey green dude. I said get the F out me store and never ever come back. We only serve liberals here. If we have Trump as president again, 
he will start a world war. Do you not know Brandon is pushing for war in the Ukraine? He is also trying to start the war between Iran and Israel. He also will get the China and Taiwan war going. He even wants to help Canada start a war against India. There is also talk about France and other European countries wanting to fight African nations that Brandon offered to help on. On top of all that, he even wants to start killing Americans. He said anyone who does not support him he wants to imprison and re-educate or kill off. Good. We need to remove all you Republicans from these streets. You're going to give everyone COVID by not wearing scams. I wear at least three scams every single day for almost four years now. I have had COVID 24 times already. It would be much worse if I did not wear a scam. I even had pneumonia a few times. Did you not see any of the many hundreds of studies that show that constant scam wearing actually helps COVID grow? The more you restrict your breathing, the more lung issues you will have. Especially those who wear scams for 8 hours a day every day. You are making yourself sick on purpose for no reason at all. You need to shut that up right this instant, sir. Just for that outburst, you now must let me run my hands through your long flowing mane. You could be hiding an illegal seething fan inside your follicles, sir. Don't make me call the police. Get the F out me store right now. I only serve liberals. How dare you not support Brandon? I am no into the corruption of the Brandon crime family. I am also not into globalism. Who in their right mind would be for someone who is so incompetent that they are more focused on killing their own citizens than keeping their people happy? Shush your kegel right now sir. Those are poor choices of words sir. Just for that you will need to remove your blouse your dungarees and your underoos post haste sir. Please to be setting those garments down right next to my person. Because of your Islamophobia, we'll need to do a live smell test on your kumquats and your ice cream cone. We need to procure that TS naked body scanner so you can walk right into it and we can have a photograph of your junk. If you can autograph that picture for us I can talk to G-Globalist and have you do community service with we instead of prison time or in a FEMA camp. Even though we already established that FEMA camps do not exist. We can do 30 straight days of drag queen story times together, sir. Hello police sir, I have a guy in my store not wearing a scam. Please arrest this something darker right now. What do you mean we have to handle it? Just because there are no laws does not mean you cannot arrest him. He supports Trump. Hello? No. No means no. Yes. Yes means yes. Now let me clean in my palate so I can get a taste test of your kumquats and ice cream cone. You best not be hiding any R15 assault rifles and hand grenades or any bitcoins inside that junk. If you are, do not worry I will find them and arrest you for having. If need be I can grab a Gaspard Ford Mustang and say I found it in your kumquats. You are a total toolbag. How are you going to say I hit a life-size car weighing many thousands of pounds? Inside my junk? You tell me green dude. 
You are the one that sympathizes with those who stood outside the Capitol building on January 6. Now we are forced to use government resources on all those nimwits who support Trump by placing them in solitary confinement in those FEMA camps. Even though we have promised every fake news media outlet that the FEMA camps never existed and are one of the largest ever conspiracy theories, now, let us see some junks. We need less squats. More kumquats. Do you understand English, sir? We need less squats, more kumquats. And we needed them last week. The deadline has expired. Bringe thou said kumquats or I will have to also arrest you for saying Trump won the election in 2020. Just because your people committed election fraud and covered it up does not mean that it did not happen. All of your friends are the ones getting arrested, sir. Maybe we should bring Ray Epps to prison for telling everyone to storm the Capitol. No, no, sir. Let's not get into that, sir. Then maybe we should ask the Washington, D.C. on January 6th and he can tell us what really happened. Absolutely not, sir. We do not need those details coming out, sir. Then we can surely ask Tony Bobolinsky about the Hunter Biden laptop and the dealings with Burisma and his being a China agent selling access to the Brandons. They showed pictures of the checks Brandon cashed at a recent Congress hearing. There you go running your clap trap like words are free. Words as have consequences sir. What are words for, when no one listens anymore? What are words for, when no one listens? What are words for, when no one listens? It's no use talking at all? Do you hear me? Do you care? Do you hear me? Do you care? Okay everyone. I think it is time for me to take out the trash. Let me get rid of the wiretap and find another place to get my chai tea. Do not support woke businesses. They do not even want your money. More importantly we need you adults and something that cares to only support mega corporations so we can continue to funnel money to the Democrat crime syndicate, which in turn funds their own Lysnicker crime family operations. Get the F out me store right now. Anyway please check out the Proof Negative radio show. He is on weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Proof has on great guests, excellent co-hosts, and always welcomes you to call in if you have something to talk about. Go to freedomizerradio.com and check out the Proof Negative radio show. There is also a schedule on the website so you can see all the other shows that are on freedomizerradio.com. So help me. If I catch anyone watching or listening to Alex Jones, Joe Rogan Proof Negative, or Tucker Carlson, I will personally be inspecting all your cats and ice cream cones. You will then be getting a one-way ticket to a FEMA camp, in which we already been done told it you does not exist and will never ever exist. Alright, so that was this week's episode. Wiretap's not wearing a scam. Yeah, but he's a superhero for the 1%, so that that's okay. Yeah. The FEMA camp comment was pretty funny. It was probably one of my favorite parts. Oh, he says that enough, the FEMA camps that don't exist.
But there, there are still people that are that are getting yelled at for not wearing scams. Believe it or not. So let me ask you, uh, Adrian. So are you still running into people that are that are strongly looking at Robert Kennedy as the as the the vote of choice? I have heard a couple people mention him, but you know, he actually what's interesting is he hasn't been on any of the polling that I was doing, like any of the political surveys. His name was not really showing up. Um on the other, just, you know, doing Tim Scott, Asa Hutchinson was, you know. Asa Hutchinson, uh, for real? I would think even Chris Christie would, would uh, be more appealing yeah. than him. Well, th- you know, this is just all the names that on the list, you know, that we could select, oh. you know, for them to choose from. You know, Tim Scott, Asa Hutchinson. But, you know, I hadn't seen up until recently, and I, and I, and I likely won't be doing the polling uh, for a bit, um, that polling that I was doing previously. But... Um, I did hear that Asa Hutchinson's campaign had ran out of money. I'm not exactly sure how true that was, that they were, uh, you know, like cutting staff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I haven't seen any his name pop up on any of the polling that I was doing previously, like four options for, you know, uh, callers. I have never seen a poll where Asa Hutchinson is doing at least 1% ever. Oh, by polls, I don't mean like, uh, by polls, I don't mean like your standard bars. I mean like phone call polling that gets sent to, you know, certain opinion poll companies or whoever the client is, you know, we don't have that information. I don't know anybody that's ever said I was thinking about Asa Hutchinson. Ninety-nine out of a hundred potential Republican voters will say, "Who's Asa Hutchinson?" That's pretty much true. <laughs> oh yeah, nice touch with the wiretap, quoting Terry Bozio. That was classic. Which one? Oh yes, you're right. Yeah, when she when you when he was quoting missing persons. Yeah. Right, exactly. I had to think about that for a second. Yeah, her outfit on that video was classic. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now actually. <laughs> Not the actual video, just photoshopped from it. Yeah. Did you see the the poster I put up in the background, the three branches of government? Yes. <laughs> so for those that don't that don't see it, I said the three branches of government are big tech, big pharma, and big money. And there's pictures yep. of Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, and George Soros. <laughs> the one thing the left can't do though is the left really doesn't know how to make good memes. No, but I've seen a lot of good memes about Rashida Tlaib lately. I can't believe she thinks she's in the right or in the left. I don't know how you do it. 
but she thinks it's okay still to uh, to hate on on a country. Well, quite a few Democrats disagreed with her, or else she wouldn't have been censored. Right. No left. You know, to me that was, you know, that was a justifiable censure. Oh, of course it is. And I just can't, well, I I can believe it, I guess, but you have, I I was in one of those loving and liberal hippie type of uh, Facebook groups today. And I just can't believe how many people are, are, are like pro Hamas in there and Jews, Jews get what they deserve, but we're all loving and liberal. That is shameful. That in, in yeah, I think a lot of the anger comes from the, like, the, uh, I think that a lot of their anger uh, and hatred comes from the, you know, awareness of the greater Israel project and, like, what is kind of transpiring with that and how a lot of these Arabic countries, you know, like these Middle Eastern countries, like, like a lot of those countries have been, you know, uh, like, I mean, invaded for the, you know, political agenda of the Zionists. You know, I think that's where it comes from. I don't think it's so much the, I think that, you know, there is a big difference between, you know, ethnic Jews and then the, like the more like religious side of it where it can get pretty radical, Well, I think personally that a lot of money went into it, and then you have people that are so far Trump-hating that Trump stands with Israel, so I got to side with the the side that doesn't like Trump. At this point, I believe that that, that's where the haters are. And these these are people that would be lined up in a firing squad or hung for their beliefs, yet they still support Hamas. Yes. Yeah, Jews for Palestine. <laughs> gay people for Pal- gay people for Hamas. Right. You know, if if you would think, you know, if people would think about who they're supporting, you know, and granted, you know, mainstream media doesn't help. And why should they? Because that's where the money's at. That's why they don't. And it doesn't fit their narrative. Like, they all want to play victim, but nobody wants to accept responsibility or accountability. And people forget, you you know, October 7th, you know, Hamas fired first. That's all there is to that. No, and I, I, I yeah, it, it comes from all the woke universities. You have all these billionaires who happen to be Jewish that are that said that they're they're no longer funding the universities. So uh, I don't know how that's going to work, uh, but yeah, we. 
uh, those who hate on people because of where they were born or what their ethnicity is, those are always in the wrong. And I don't care where they're from. And those that think they're being oppressed, even though they're really not, you know, are all going to play the victim card. Wow, dead silence. (laughs) No, I was letting you guys do your thing there. I was being quiet because I was having a white crap at the moment. But <laughs> oh. So, Adrian, anything else that you're noticing out there since uh, we didn't get to talk on Tuesday? Um, not anything necessarily with the polling, you know. I. Uh, there could be anything I mean, really. Uh, was, any story a, that's on a, your mind. Uh, I mean, I thought it was kind of interesting. I saw recently that there's like a nursing home workers union, I guess, and that the Biden administration is supposedly trying to reach out to uh, nursing home workers, healthcare workers, like, you know, like private sitting or like, you know, sitting companies like in nursing homes, you know, CNA type of work and like see if they support having a minimum staff ratio and how many patients they should have per shift, I guess. And I know that that is something that's, you know, hard for CNAs. I thought that was interesting that there was like the nursing home workers union. I was just like, you know, are they really trying to do something good with that? Or, you know what I mean? Like, cause you can't really trust one, the government when they say they're going to do things and two, the Democrats when they promise any type of programs or anything, you know, like that. And then like, you know, I wasn't aware that there was a nursing home workers union Yeah, well, that's the issue, though. The Democrats will find all the small groups, and uh, and they will say, "Hey, we're we're on your side. So uh, side with us, and we'll we'll hook you up." But they're really not. But they they figure that if they can go after every little group, you're going against the man. Uh, Not realizing they are the man. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean the one percent know that they're the man, but the the average the average person who who thinks that the left is going to hook them up, they're they're just they're just helping the man stay in power. That's all. Exactly. Hey, at least we had a win for the little guy today, or the little person, so to speak. What's that? Um, have you been following any of the Maya Kowalski trial? No, I don't know who that is. Okay, a little brief history. Maya Kowalski was a sick little girl um, at 10 years old. uh, Child Protective Services claimed that her mom was abusing her. When it turned out she was actually trying to help her and... um, the Children's Hospital in Florida basically kidnapped her. Oh. You know, for her own good, and then found out that everything her mom was doing was right, but in the process, because she couldn't see her children, her mom went crazy and committed suicide. Oh, wow. The court finally, the, the judge, uh, the jury made a decision today 
finding negligence against Children's Hospital in Florida, and they now have to pay Maya Kowalski $211 million. Oh, wow. How old is this kid? Uh, she you was 10 years old when it happened in 2016. She's 17 now. Yeah. But basically, her and her family get her and her dad and her little brother get two hundred eleven million dollars for Maya's pain and suffering, and her mom committing suicide. Wow! All because someone thought they were doing a you know, they thought they could do a better job for Maya than her mother was doing, and they called it abuse. Nobody got arrested, probably, though. Oh, no, but the hospital's got to, you know, once again, the hospital's got to pay out $211 million. Uh, yeah, but are they going to – all they'll do is they'll raise rates. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. I don't know so if, if you remember, Adrian, but maybe about 13 years ago in the Gulf of Mexico, Exxon – no, it was BP. There was a big oil spill. And uh, and BP was fined millions and millions of dollars. So the CEO of BP said, okay, well, then I'll just raise the price of gas to cover this. Yeah, that's terrible. And then everybody else raised know. their price of gas also because they could. So everybody the only- made profits anyway, which is why... As much as you want to tax the rich, you can't because all they'll do, uh, if you tax Jeff Bezos, all he'll do is he'll raise the price of his stuff and then you pay it. That's the way it works with the 1%. I don't like it, but there's nothing we could do about it. Uh, Not with the the way the taxes are written up here. And the only thing BP did was a one-minute apology commercial and that was it nobody got nobody was sent to jail nobody was you know personally fined or fired or anything the ceo of bp just went out and go oh about the oil spill we're sorry have a nice day yeah we're sorry here's a check now uh we're gonna go raise the price of gas yep That said, though, that gas is like one of the few industries where it's not like Bud Light where you could just go somewhere else and find something to drink. Uh, the, the gas, I mean, you can go to, instead of BP, you can go to Exxon or Shell or one of those other companies, but when they all can raise the rates together, uh, you're not going anywhere. You, you can't say, well, I'm just going to run my car in chicken grease. That's expensive for the processing, even for that. Well, I'm just saying, uh, you, you can't do anything about it. Not on our level yep. right now. Nope. Well, you can always buy an electric car, which costs more to maintain and run than a normal, you know, fuel car. Yes, and then when you have to charge it up, you're using diesel. And then when you have to replace the batteries in the car, they, you know, it costs a fortune. 
Yeah, that's hilarious. The Prius battery was like $29,000. Yeah. Why would you replace the battery again? That I had a friend that I watched on YouTube that had to replace batteries in a hybrid electric car. And to replace the batteries in the car were literally almost $150,000. And what car was this? For a McLaren P1. Oh, I didn't know they had McLarens with uh, electric. Yeah, they have. It's rear-wheel drive, uh, front-wheel drive electric assist. So technically, it's a hybrid all-wheel drive car. Okay. And... The car was in a flood. He picked it up, was trying to restore the car, and then turned around and found out the, the only place you could get the batteries technically were from McLaren, and they were like $150,000. Well, how much was the car? If you bought the car just, uh, I don't want to say new necessarily, but once it's off the lot, what is that? Is that more than what the price of the car is in general? Off the lot, the car itself is like about $5 million. He bought or, well, I don't for, know. I it's out of my price range. Anything over a hundred thousand, I don't know. He bought his for half a million dollars, planning to restore it, and then turned around and found out that most of the parts had to be, you know, done from McLaren themselves, and the price of the actual repairs that he needed to make would have been almost the amount of buying a brand new car. Right. So he opted not to use the battery system and just run motor only. Well, makes sense but to still, me. But still, expensive. You know, and it gets even, you know, more expensive the higher the price car is. Well, I yeah, mean, because they even, know they got you. That That's why. Even Tesla doesn't even really replace batteries. They just go, well, you need a new car. Because they're so expensive to replace that it's, you know, useless to even try to replace them. And that costs even more money, you know. It, more maintenance on these cars, it's far more expensive. And everybody thinks they're doing good for the environment and, you know, everything else. And yet lithium strip mining is some of the most destructive mining there is to the planet. Right, and it's and mostly child labor. And you, you're still recharging, you know, you're still recharging your batteries on fossil fuels. Costs as much money as it is to run your car, so or to put gas in it. I think everybody should go with hydrogen cars anyway. It's like if you get in a crash, let's see the big explosions. Yeah, I never understood why, honestly, hydrogen wasn't uh, wasn't popular. Well, Ford and Chevy are trying to make it popular. They're starting new research in 2024. Ford's got a... Um, a hydrogen motor and Chevy's got a hydrogen motor they're now testing to be even more efficient than electric cars and more performance. Okay. Well, I'd be okay with that. 
and yet now the government is starting in 2026. All new cars from 2026 on will actually have lockout features. Yes. Yeah, so, so uh, if the government doesn't like you, they can basically stop your car. Yes. And they're using the excuse, well, it's going to cut down on drunk driving. Because There's always a Trojan have... horse. Yeah. But how many, how many of, of gas-powered cars are going to be made over the next two or three years? I think you're going to see people aren't really interested and they're not going to be bought. And uh, And if these companies want to survive, they're going to have to come to reality or, or go out. Well, that's the thing is in the next three years, basically um, the, all the major car industries like, you know, Ford, Chevy, Dodge, all of them are supposed to get rid of, uh, you know, fossil fuel motors for electric motors. And right. Ford and Chevy found a loophole to that. That's why they're starting electric um, hydrogen practice technology. I hope it works. I have more faith in that than I do the 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 uh, the electric stuff. But with the lockout thing, it's like what's going to stop you know what's going to stop a government from going, hey, you voted Republican, we're going to shut your car out forever. Right, exactly. And if you, buy one, if you buy a new one, you've got to register it, and we'll know that you registered it, and we'll shut that one off too. That's it's perfectly uh, – that's what they do. Not to mention – you know, systems get hacked all the time. You know, it's like, what if a company, you know, a country like China or, you know, you, the UAE or, you know, what have you, you know, get hacked that technology and then shut down our entire commuter system altogether and transportation system? Oh, that's entirely conceivable. That would be a hell of a mess. But with everybody just wanting freedom in this country to just be left alone and live their lives, you know, the left keeps wanting more government, more, you know, you know, more restrictions, more everything. And why people well, vote see, I Democrat think it's the left politicians, I think they take advantage of, of sound bites. And Adrian might know more than, than me because this is her gig, but I don't think that a lot of left people know the issues. I think they just hear what's on fake news or uh, whatever the public perception is on TikTok, and they roll with that. Um, a lot of – I have been very surprised to hear people on polling when you ask them, you know, do you have a favorable opinion or are you – like? do you approve of the way Joe Biden is running the country? And they said that they do have a favorable opinion of him and that they do approve of what, the way he's running the country. I just think, wow, like, what are you reading? Are you going to the store and buying things? Like, you know, I obviously re- remain unbiased during those times. I heard, I, I had a caller once call in and say, 
that uh, Brandon doesn't get credit because he had the lowest, uh, he had the biggest gas price decrease in history. He's also got the highest percentage of gas price increase in history. You know, what's their point? Well, it was a dollar eighty-seven when uh, when Trump was out of office, and at one point it was it was about six dollars here for a, a gallon of cheap gas, and now it's at four thirty-ish. And you want to claim that as a win because it's down a dollar seventy a gallon when it was a dollar eighty-seven a gallon to begin with three years ago, and and they want to say that's Trump's fault. Now, Biden signed the executive orders at day one of his presidency, so that's on him. Even though they don't want to believe it, but it's on him. I mean, like, here on, you know, near my little mountaintop, it's about four fifteen a gallon for just regular crappy gas. Yeah. And Denver's the same way as like Vegas. It's like almost four thirty a gallon. And I we saw still somewhere it was three eighty four a gallon. I couldn't believe it. Wow, that's good. Where? <laughs> it was at an AMPM or something. I want to say it was on Flamingo and Jones, the AMPM over there. What is that? Is that a gimmick where you know you buy gas, but you know that cheap, but no. you have to buy one of the AMPM hot dogs, or no, you have to eat the hot dog. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that would be give you more gas than the gas you put in your tank. No, but uh, Sam's Club, I think, is about that price and that 1 a.m. p.m. I saw. But as a whole, right now, it's it's uh, the average place will be between 409 and four and like 430 a gallon, depending on where yeah. you roll it. I guess these people aren't really buying groceries. Well, I'm just uh, I'm just uh, ashamed, chemo, that. Uh, I don't know what you have out there for restaurants, and uh, I'll just use Wendy's as an example. If you don't have coupons, a family of two, like you and, and your and your wife going out for just uh, regular value meals, you're not getting out of there less than 25 bucks. Oh, easily. And that that's fast food. That that's garbage. Prime example, if it wasn't for the online specials, you know, for Domaho's Pizza, you know, we wouldn't have eaten there the other night, but it still costs us 35 bucks for a cup for three pizzas, plus tips, tax, and delivery. Yeah, I don't do, I don't do Grubhub or any of that. I know you're in a different situation because you don't drive as far as I know. No, I still don't drive. Yeah. And Grubhub's gotten to be a fortune, too, because, you know, because of gas prices and, you know, minimum wage and everything, they jacked up their delivery fees. 
Have you almost... ever eaten at a place called the Shake Shack? Yes. Adrian? Yes. Any Hello? good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't eaten there. What's that? Uh, have you ever eaten at Shake Shack? And if so, how is it? Is it worth it? No, I have not. Just Steak and Shake. I've actually never heard of Shake Shack. I think they became big on that TV show, How I Met Your Mother. What state and, are they uh, in? We have a bunch of locations here now. And you know me, West Coast boy, I still think in and out far better than Shake Shack. I'm a Five Guys person myself. Five Guys isn't bad, but once again, it's a little pricey for a burger. Oh, you're you, yeah. We I think I spent like thirty eight dollars, and that's not even that's not even a tip. That's uh, by the time you get your regular burger, and a and, and you share a large fry, and you you get your large drink, you're you're it's almost twenty bucks a person. Yep. That's why people don't see that. No, people don't because they just think, oh, it's Biden economics, and they let it go, and it's stupid. Hell, personally, we go to places like you know, once in a blue moon, when I actually do go out and and enjoy, you know, an out an outward meal other than cooking myself. Like I go to places like Tucano's Brazilian Grill. I mean, granted, lunchtime is still twenty bucks a person, but you get a lot of food for twenty bucks. Right. You know, I won't say I'm a cheap bastard. I'm just frugal. And I use things like the Upside app. I use Groupon. Uh, I uh, I look for. I, I'm always looking for an edge. Because I refuse to pay full price on a lot of this stuff. That's like, you know, Tuesday nights, we usually order from, like, you know, if we do order out on a Tuesday night, we'll actually order from Papa Murphy's Pizza because they have $10 any large. Yeah. So, hell, you can feed almost six people for 20 bucks. Have you ever done the upside app, Timo? If so, if not, I'll have to give you a link for that. For what group honor? No, upside. It's an oh, app yeah. where you get you get cash back when you order stuff. Yeah, I've looked at upside. I still haven't, you know, actually made an account for upside yet, but they they've got good stuff. Yeah, if if you haven't signed up, I'll have to give you my promo code. Unless you got one from somebody else. Uh, yeah, my daughter. All right. Well, hey, as long as you got one. Because she's still just as frugal as her dad. She penny pinches every point she can. And, you know, it's like we're happy when the coupons come in. You know, they come in the mail once a week during, you know, it's like one of our weekly rag newspapers. It's called The Shopper. Yeah. And they slide the inserts in there for all the coupons and stuff. And, you know, it's like when we do actually order out or something, it's like, hey, Burger King's got a family meal for, you know, four big burgers, four fries, and four drinks for 16 bucks. It's like, go. Here's the coupon. Go. 
see, here's one that I like. This was on Upside, and this was on three different things, actually. There's an Outback right down the street from our house. And Upside has 6% cash back. And then Groupon also had a 6% cash back. And then uh, my credit union I'm with has 5% cash back. And all they ask is that you send the receipt to them. So we can get 17% back off our food by just uh, we take three pictures of the receipts and send them on. Yep. So uh, that's the only way to do it nowadays. I'm not going to pay full price for this. Nope. Anymore, I use every possible coupon I can possibly get and use anymore. I I will tell you, uh, I don't know if you have, I'm sure you have them out there. We've we've hit our local Chili's in the area because they have the three for me for for like 11 bucks or something. And then on the Upside app, they have the 5% cash back. Yeah. And you get get your appetizer, you get your meal and your drink. That's cheaper than getting a combo meal at GMO King. Yep. That, with our chilies recently started doing that, they were actually doing the ads for it in the last couple of days, and we've been wanting to go out there this weekend. So, Well, hey, see if they're on the Upside app. And, uh, and we, what we do is we save that up, and when, when it comes time to vacation, that's our gas money. Yep, but, you know... I still can't turn down that free pie Wednesday for Village Inn, you know. It's just I'll take the stomach issues for my free pie or my free slice of pie. Oh, I forgot about the Village Inn. We go there in St. George sometimes when we go to Utah. Uh, have you had any explosive issues over that one? No, not at all. They, I honestly believe I think that was the one that we ate at near Denver. Okay. That just was bad because our village inn here, the nearest village inn to me, um, actually has good food. It's like ever since I've eaten at that one, I've had no issues with the incident that, you know, we had in Denver racing to the Spiffles. Yes. Uh, we're made watermelon. Don made a watermelon mess. Although I, I have to admit, I had a photo finish once at a Culver's. <laughs> but that's my fault. So that that wasn't them. I'm not there to hate on them. Uh, it's just uh, with my particular issues that I have. Um, Although it's gone down drastically, so it, it it's not their food; it was me. That I have the Culver's in years. That's my favorite fast food spot ever. The nearest Culver's to me is like two hours away, so it's. Well, that's ours. That's either Kingman or, uh, or St. George, or Bullhead City. We're in the same respect. The nearest In-N-Out Burger is like 35 minutes from the house. I could walk to mine if I wanted to. Yeah, I know that. It, your house isn't very far from an In-N-Out Burger. 
and when you said the out, the outback near your house, I'm like, oh, I know where that outback is because we used to eat there all the time in Vegas. So, Adrian, I know it's okay. kind of weird having somebody that uh, that knows where you live and stuff on on as your co-host. What do you mean? No, I just meant oh. you're. I, I don't want you thinking that you're out of the loop here, uh, but chemo knows knows me in the well. You've never met my wife, though. No, I have not. No, I meant uh, I meant chemo because he's he's been to the oh. house before. Oh. Actually, I met I met her once when you were running me back to my house. But uh, the last you know, most most no. of the time when no, yeah, yeah, that okay. that was the previous that was the previous administration. Oh, okay, yeah, never mind then. No, I haven't met the recent administration. No, uh, next month we've been married 13 years, actually. But as far as knowing, you know, where proof lives and everything, it's like, yes, I've been to his house a few times. I know exactly where it is. And, you know, I know where most of the restaurants still, you know, mostly still are within your neighborhood. (laughs) Right. So do you have Culver's out there by you, Adrian, or have you been to a Culver's? We do have one where I am currently. Um, I actually cannot remember if we have them in Florida or not, but I know they've got them um, in this state maybe like four years ago, maybe five they were brand new around that time. Hmm. Yeah, I know a lot of people are hip to Whataburger. To me, it's just another place. I've never been there, and I have no idea, like, what states those are in. No, they're in Jacksonville. I've eaten at one personally. Gee, whether it be Whataburger or Bucky's, I'd rather eat at a Bucky's gas station and truck stop than eat at Whataburger. And the funny I've thing heard is, Bucky's is good, though. Oh, yeah, it's really good. I think so. It's To me, it's a southern institution that should be kept alive. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, I'll that. tell you, though, from what I've heard, Wawa beats Bucky's. Uh, I would say Wawa's kind of a close second, but... Although but Adrian Bucky's would know more about Wawa than, than me right now. Bucky's has Bucky Nuggets, so. Oh, yeah. I like the Wawa things where you can order food. And then I like, yeah, I like Bucky's, too. Bucky's has, you know, barbecue sandwiches that are pretty good. And then I like it a lot of the gas stations in Florida. And, I mean, there are other places, too. But in Florida, there's, like, a ton of, like, those little gas station taquitos, I'm, like, really into those. Yeah. So, let me ask you, though, Adrian, have you spent any time in Jacksonville? Yes. It's so, like the Gaylands there. It's what? It's kind of like the Gaylands there. I mean, we did some work mm, around this time last year and then a couple months ago in Jacksonville on UNF, and, uh... Oh, I used to live right down the street from you never finished. 
What's that? No, that UNF, we called it You Never Finish. Oh, why? <laughs> UNF. I don't get it. The acronym, You Never Finish, UNF. Oh, yeah. Is there a reason they call it that? I don't know. That's just what we called it. Everybody called it that, I thought. To the same anyway, respect, local hospital is called St. Thomas Morgue instead of St. Thomas More. Yeah. So, um, chemo probably doesn't know Jacksonville like we do, but there's a ton of barbecue places in Jacksonville. And I kid you not, there's a chain out there called Sonny's and another chain called Bono's. Adrian, I'm sure, can vouch for me. I actually did not eat very much of anything different there. I think that I well, ate. I'm just saying they're both big chains out there. That, that's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't spent enough time there to, like, really have seen that. Oh. I'm sure well, I don't know if they that. spell down to your part of Florida, but, but yeah, that, that's uh, – those are big chains out there. To me, one of the funny things is in Colorado Springs, there's literally an In-N-Out Burger right across the street from a new Whataburger. In-N-Out Burger, yeah. to go through the drive through takes about 30 minutes waiting in line in the drive through to get a burger, and Whataburger's drive through is completely empty. Well, if you know where, where I'm at, Kimo, uh, there's an Arby's in the parking lot of In-N-Out Burger. And uh, and Arby's advertises there. Come on in. We have no line. Yeah. <laughs> that is so weird that there's an Arby's in the parking lot of the In-N-Out Burger there. That's funny. Yeah. We actually got uh, our area actually got a Love's gas station or Love's truck stop, and there's an Arby's in there. We used to have Arby's like a decade and a half ago, and that Arby's was so horrible they shut down. And then all you know, 15 years later, we get another Arby's. Well, the CEO of Arby's, the, the Arby's purchased Wendy's like five years ago, and the CEO of of the Arby's chain. <laughs> said that I, I'm here because I understand the negative perception of Arby's, and it's my job to change that. And since then, they've bought Buffalo Wild Wings. I think they bought uh, – what else did they buy? They bought something else. I want to say Sonic, but I'm not sure. But they, they've come a long way in the last, like, five, six years. You know, personally, oddly enough, I thought Yum Foods did it right because, you know, where else could you get, you know, a six-pack of tacos and a small pepperoni pizza? <laughs> yeah, I don't like Yuck Foods one bit. I guess you probably know that, though. Gosh, it makes me so mad that Little Caesars used to be $5 pizza is now $7 and some change. Oh, you don't – yeah, yeah. you weren't around for this, Adrian. Back in the 1980s when – Little Caesars started in the United States. Do you know they didn't really start out as Little Caesars? 
They're no, in chain well, from Canada. And in Canada, they're called Pizza Pizza, which yes. is why you hear that little thing on the on the advertising. And the reason for that was they sold you two pizzas for the price of one. That's why it was called Pizza Pizza. And back in the 80s, they, they would have it wrapped up in, uh, I forget what, not butcher wrap, basically, but something like... Uh, like thin paper, and then you would open it up. It wasn't like a traditional pizza box. It would just be like this thin wrapper uh, that went over it, and then you would just open <laughs> open your pizza, and there it was. But they well, would sell you two, two for – go ahead. I was going to say, there for a while, it's like it was an actual cardboard sleeve where the yes. two pizzas went in, and then you had the oversleeve that was like thin butcher paper that was in the, on it. Right. I was trying to think of how to word that, so thanks for helping me on that. But that that that's the origin of Little Caesars in, in the United States. In and Canada, they're squares. still called Pizza Pizza. Yep. And it was like two square pizzas that were equivalent flavor to getting pizza in high school. It was a little better than that. Uh, I'll give them credit. It wasn't great, but it wasn't an F. Uh, I'd give them a D plus or a C minus. Yeah, I'd give them that. Once again, just like Domino's, you know, Little Caesars, you know, or Canada Pizza Pizza, you know, was a quick alternative. It was like fast food pizza. I would still take CeCe's Pizza over that, though. Yeah, I love the CC's. Used to love the CC's buffets. Like I'd get my money's worth and, and a CC's pizza. Oh yeah, that's not hard to do. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to make the last twenty minutes be about food, but here we are. I'm so done with Israel and Gaza, so uh, I'm okay with uh, going off script for an hour. That That's perfectly okay with me. Adrian, I know we it's definitely. late. If you want to stay, you're welcome to. I'm not kicking you out, but I, you don't feel obligated to stay if, you, if you're falling asleep. Oh, I'm not falling asleep. Uh, I do have a trip coming up uh, this weekend I need to kind of pack for, but I will definitely okay. be on – uh, oh, you want to tell us where you're headed, or is it a secret? Yeah, no, it's not a secret. I've got to go and do some stuff in Florida, um, and then I'll be heading up to New Hampshire and uh, helping out briefly with the Vivek, with some Vivek uh, uh, canvassing. Uh, were you here for this earlier? I, I, it, I, I'm sorry if I'm going to double talk here, but... Uh, were you here with me when I talked about the difference between Ramaswamy and 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 uh, Nikki Haley and all them? I don't think so. I think that you mentioned that if people like Donald Trump, they think that Vivek won the debate, and if they don't like Donald Trump, then they oh. think that Nikki Haley no, won the debate. No, I, I was saying that Vivek nationwide is polling at 5%, even though he has more support than anybody except Trump. The reason why is that if you like Vivek, you're going to take the real thing and vote for Trump. 
because yeah, I mean, Vivek is trying to beat Trump Jr. You can never trust the polls. No, but that's the truth, though. I've, I've talked to a lot of people that, that are Trump supporters. They'll say, I like Vivek. He's saying exactly what Trump would say. And at that point, you're like, well, if he's Trump, then I'm going to vote for Trump. So the difference is Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, there might not be a second choice behind them. For a lot of people, there might be Nikki Haley or bust or DeSantis or bust. Whereas Vivek, it's like, well, I like Trump and I'll take Vivek if Trump isn't there. And I'm sure he knows that. The one thing about Vivek that that hurts him is not the fact that he's Trump Jr. (laughs) If you ever listen to him, I'm very recognizant of, of when I say um. I don't say ums very often. This guy, I don't think I've ever heard him say, um. He's just, he's well-spoken almost to a fault. And maybe it is a fault. He's so well-spoken that you feel like, like you're, you're, you're being sold something because he's that good of a talker. It's almost like I can't believe it because he's saying stuff so perfectly on how it needs to be said. Not that he's using the greatest, he's not the greatest wordsmith, but the way he puts it together and the way he he puts his persona out there, you get exactly what he's trying to say. And I don't feel like he's lying, but it's almost to a point where he says exactly what needs to be said at the right moment at all times. It almost is becoming a fault. If that makes any sense. Any either of you can co sign with me or back me up or, or rebuttal that. Well I think Vivek's a very, you know, articulate man, so he doesn't really need the word um. Plus he's got such a brilliant mind in his own mindset that once again, like you heard from the debates and stuff, he wasn't pulling any punches and he wasn't there to make friends. He was there to give the straight truth. Right. So usually and be- a lot of people do that. They're not, you know, him lying and going, well, um, well, um, no. He was precise and to the point. And even, you know, they were making a, when he made the comment about, you know, okay, answer this. You know, very, his, his wordsmithship is about as equal to Trump as far as being a, poly, you know, at least for being a politician anyway. I mean, Trump makes billion-dollar deals. He can't use the word um. I get that, but it's like he already had the answer of what you're going to ask him in his back pocket. And he doesn't even need three seconds to think about it. It's like he's always right there. I mean, they say that the filler words are actually our brain, you know, looking for our next sentence and that we just do that kind of subconsciously. Right. It's just like that last sentence, chemo gave me three you knows. Exactly. 
Oh, you noticed my point. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm not hating on you. It's just uh, proving a point. <laughs> but that was one of the first things I learned in stand-up comedy school. And yes, there is such a thing uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, was you have to limit your ums because you only get five minutes or eight minutes or whatever time they give you on the stage. And all the ums and all the time wasting is time you could have spent saying another joke and making people like you. So I had that force fed into me at age 20. Doesn't it seem that Vivek is just a little too slick and I hate that? And Joanne and Moretti and I talked about that like two weeks ago. It's, I don't, I, I've never seen Chris, a, Christy called him an amateur. <laughs> well, what else is he going to call him? Chris, Chris Christie's hanging on the fact that I'm a poli- His thought is I'm a politician and you're not. I won, I won re-election in New Jersey, even though I left with an 8% approval rating. He thinks that's winning. But then again, Chris Christie's polling at at 0.8% and Vivek's at 5. Not that that's much of a difference, but but that means that Vivek has uh, allegedly almost five and a half times better the, the vote count. Among Democrat voters, Chris Christie's number one. at least on that debate stage. <laughs> and I don't see why, because, you know, does it, I don't know if it's interference from his, you know, any mic they give him or the fact that you can hear him sweating. Oh, I never noticed. That's funny. Is, uh, I'll have to listen to yeah. that. Does, it, every once in a while when he speaks, it's almost like I would say the joke is that you can hear him sweating, but um, there's a cartoon show, unfortunately, on Netflix called F is for Family it's with Bill Burr. I think it's funny. But you know, like I've the, seen first that before. Seasons, the first couple seasons, he had a boss that looked like Chris Christie. And the funny thing is, you can hear him breathing. And every once in a while, Chris Christie, when he tries to get into, you know, a long version of a sentence or trying to prove his point, in the middle of it, all of a sudden, you can hear him going, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And it just reminds me of that character from Ephesus for Family. <laughs> Let's see if I can find that show. I feel like I've seen it. And I don't know very many shows, but I remember just trying to find all the cartoons where uh, I watched a couple episodes of BoJack Horseman. Um, Enchantress, I think, was another one that, that Matt Groening did. Oh, Enchanted. Yes. Oh. 
I actually like Enchanted. <laughs> Matt Groening gets away with stuff he could never do with Fox, like on The Simpsons or Futurama. <laughs> oh, to answer your question, Adrian, because it's just us right now, um, we, we don't have a way of knowing how many people are listening live. Uh, there, there's a couple ways to look. Um, I just had an um. There's a couple of ways to look. One of them is uh, we can look later, and you'll see the numbers there on Blog Talk Radio. And our stuff also goes on Apple Play, and so the Apple Play numbers are not reflected on the Blog Talk Radio numbers. And iHeartRadio, I don't get the, the numbers on that either. So yes and no, I, I kind of know, but I don't have an Apple account, so I don't look at the numbers. Okay. So I hope that answers. Yeah, I was just wondering. Uh, I, yeah, I had someone ask, and I didn't really know myself, so I never really asked that. So I was just wondering if yeah, you're able I to tell how many I can, I can get some numbers, but... I don't have a way of knowing how many people are listening right now. It could be, it could be ten or a thousand. I wouldn't know. Well, hopefully those ten spread the word and we become thousands. Well, I used to have that. We used to laugh at each other back uh, in the first five years if we had less than a hundred people in our chat room. We used to laugh yeah. about it. That, that's not the case anymore, but. That's all right. I'm I'm happier now. Yeah, if you know the details, then you know what happened. But other than that, I don't want to talk about it on air. Yeah, and I don't have an Apple. I don't have an Apple account either, so I can't tell what the numbers are. All right, well, we got like 10 minutes left if anybody wants to waste them. What's everybody's favorite animal? Oh, wow, I wish I could answer that. I don't know. What about you? Do you know, Timo? What's your favorite animal? Well, if I don't say my cat, I won't be able to sleep tonight because she actually, you know, understands English. So. My favorite land mammal is definitely a cat, and my favorite aquatic animal, mammal, is a beluga whale. And see, aquatically, I like dolphins. Because they're, oddly enough, I laugh at dolphins because they're the bully of the ocean. Most people don't realize that. They think dolphins, and they think, oh, dolphins are such cute and gentle animals and everything else. And it's like, do you realize if a dolphin doesn't like another baby dolphin, it'll kill it? And they actually hunt hunt killer whales for sport. Dolphins think it's fun. 
to kill, you know, baby killers. uh, A couple of new stuff that I want to get into that I just refreshed the Gateway Pundit. Uh, I don't have to go into details, uh, but let me just share. Federal judge smacks down Brandon's AR-15 gun ban that he was trying to get. Yay. So that was considered unconstitutional to to stop the sales of AR-15s. Because as as you and I know, AR does not stand for assault rifle. But liberals that have never shot a gun think it does. And they don't realize it stands for the Armalite Rifle Company Model 15. Right. I just don't understand if you think that, you know, that like the government is after you to an extent, you know, like, and white privilege is a thing and, you know, the white man is doing this and that. I don't understand why you wouldn't having that view and you think white supremacy is a thing, why you would think taking the weapons is the answer instead of arming yourself. It's just very interesting. Let me share one other quick story, and then we can uh, we can discuss either here. So over the last hour, the baseball team, the Texas Rangers, are opening a tampering investigation into a corrupt Harris County Judge Lena Hidalgo's $11 million no-bid vaccine outreach contract. Can you repeat that uh, last minute? I, I, it's it's not an easy sentence to understand, so I was trying to find a way to word it. <laughs> the World Series champion of baseball, the Texas Rangers, they opened an investigation for tampering into Judge Lena Hidalgo's $11 million no-bid vaccine outreach co- uh, contract, where she gave an $11 million vaccine outreach contract to a friend of hers and they were threatening to jail and fine people for not getting these gene therapies even though governor abbott uh, in texas specifically said you're not allowed to force gene therapies or scams on people she was still going to try it yeah, what was that report? Which big school was that from? Was it from Yale or Harvard? It was a it was a on how to manipulate the pub, the public and how like their 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 persuasion and marketing strategies that they were going to use, their psychology tactics. There was like a whole full report on scare tactics, guilt, like all the the different things that they were going to try to do and use. I don't remember <laughs> I don't remember which school I'll that was. I'll reach out to some of the moms in the health movement and see if they know. Yeah, let me share this. All right, it's all over. It, it, it's not an easy uh, article to read. So I just tried to put the premise out there at least. I just found it weird that a baseball team is uh, is suing over this. Unless it's Te- – well, it doesn't say baseball. It says Texas Rangers. 
So I'm assuming it's the baseball team, but the, these could be actual Rangers in Texas, right? I'm trying to verify that. It doesn't say anything about baseball. I'm just reading Texas Rangers, and that's what came to mind. I'm really, uh, I'm really enlivening the crowd right now. I just never understood why with baseball they have those white pants. Like, why do they have those white pants in the dirt like that? Uh, well, one team has to be in white because it's the home team. Then the other team plays whatever their colors are. Like the white pants? Yeah. Yeah, you'll notice every every sports team has a white uniform and a road uniform. The team, in, but this way the referees know who's, who's where. So... Uh, so they, like in, in football, there's a team in white so they can see who the penalty is on and such. Or if the quarterback is trying to throw to a particular person. Yeah, I had no idea about that. But then again, I'm not, like a huge, I'm not like a huge sports person at all. I'm like probably like the opposite of that, you know. I don't really know a lot about them, so I couldn't yeah. really tell you a lot about it. Yeah, so you won't see one team in, in purple and another team in red. It would, oh, the, the, the home team is, is always white. And then actually the home team can make the difference. That They can make the call if they, um, if they want to be a white team or if they want to play their own colors. They, they get to make the decision if you're the home team. Okay. I'm just trying to see any last-minute stuff on Twitter. I I really think, though, that Brandon's not even running. The only thing is, though, is that they're still trying to talk Big Mike into running, and I don't think Big Mike is interested. Big Mike really does not like Barry Sotaro. They're just joined at the hip for all the political reasons. And they really would like to have a a Barry Sotaro fourth and fifth term. But Big Mike doesn't necessarily want to live with that. So that, that's what they're working on. They're trying to sweeten the deal for Big Mike so that pronoun could try to be president. There's no way Gruesome is going to beat Trump. All right. I just got the 60-second buzzer, so uh, the outro music is starting. Thank you, Adrian, for joining us tonight. And thank you, Kimo, for being here on Thursdays as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be 
be here Tuesday. Well, all right, I'll see you on Thursday, Kino. Thank you for being on. Everyone else, please support the other shows on the network. It's not just the first negative show here. But until Monday, hold on to the handrail. Keep hope alive. And remember, only you can prevent forest fires. I am negative. And I am boot. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.